Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flax, Flax? Who's Flax? The Flaxseed Pod with Flats and Shanks, the Flats and Shanks Prod, the, the Flats and Shanks Pod proper. Good bloody start mate, well done. <laughs> Christ. What's the matter I would with say you? let's re-record that, but I know you won't. You haven't, you haven't done a corporate gig for a while, have you? I'm so, so out of the game. I'm so out of the game. Hey, oh, how are you fella? Yeah, just fresh off the back of the ITV one. Done and dusted now for another year. Six yeah. Nations chat over. Uh, yeah. Picked our team of the round. So make sure you have a listen and, um, and give us some feedback on it, okay? Because yeah. Flats basically, you know, he bricked it. He bricked it and went for a people's choice to try and keep everyone happy because he's tired of the abuse. Um, he's a millennial. He hates it. hates confrontation. And... He's lost the plot. And you calling me a snowflake? I've lost a little bit of respect for him as well over that. But there we are. How have you been, mate? Um, says the man who left Liam Williams out. Yeah, hey, I'm all right. It's you I'm worried about, fella. Um, over there, over the bridge. Yeah, look, everything's fine. Um, I'm trying to say look and listen more at the beginning of my answers. Okay. Um, or, look, I'll be honest with you. Or the funny thing. Let me funny. tell you. Uh, let me tell you. How many red or yellow cars have there been over this weekend in the Gallagher? Uh, I think it. I think it was sixty-one. Okay. Well, sixty-one on Friday. There was a I don't lot. Know about the full total. There was a. Lot. Yeah, there's been. It's been punchy. Um, the reality is, Tommy, that the law interpretations of the laws, the enforcement of the laws, are being very. They're very aggressive at the moment. Everyone's getting yellows and reds, and it's a really odd thing. Well, it's, not, it's a new thing because. All these coaches now in their post-match interviews and pre-match interviews even are saying we have to now do 
loads of practice playing with 13 men, 14 men, playing against 13 and 14 men. Because yeah. quite often we're seeing teams struggle to play against, at one point, Bath were down to 12 men at the weekend against Irish. They still nearly won the game. So I think people find it harder than they should to play against fewer players. It's quite an odd thing. Uh, Russ Petty on Twitter is always great for a stat now. He is, yeah. pulled one yesterday. 2020 Six Nations, 282 penalties. Um, the Ruck, 67 of those were penalties and tackles, 92. 2021, 338 penalties. Ruck, 150. Tackles, 27. So less penalties this year, Six Nations, from tackles, but over double the amount of penalties for the Ruck. Do you think this was the best way to start our first pod back mm. in quite a long time? It's basically the only prep I did for this pod, so I just wanted to get <laughs> it's it. It's more out. than me, boy. It's more than me, boy. I was just. I, haven't I, was even had actually, lunch yet. I was actually just listening to your answer, looking through my phone at photos, and I realised I'd taken a photo <laughs> of that. You just cruise through your phone, flicking through. Yeah. Uh, mate, like, anyway, mate. Golf's back. Golf's back in Wales, and I am oh. on fire. I had to text Laurie Kant how good I was. Just Hang on, you've like, played? Yeah, I played twice. We're going to play nine holes at the moment where I play, uh, just to allow everyone to get the chance. But we'll do that twice. It's around a round of golf, isn't it? Nine holes a day, mate. Um, so, hey? Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Um, Can't you just book two slots, one after another? Again, nine holes a day. You, yeah, but you played for Wales, so you, <laughs> I bet you have. I bet you have. I bet you've done it. No, you I, haven't. Bit it. Bet you I have. haven't. I've thought about it, but I just get in trouble, mate. I'm not a lawbreaker like you. I'm not a maverick. I don't give that to the system. Yes, I, I, I turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I had the odd doobie. Um, <laughs> go on, you turned up where? I turned up at the tip today and I missed my allotted slot by a couple of minutes because my memory's not great. And mm. um, a bit late and I got there and he was like, what oh, time of slot? And I said, well, about five minutes ago. He's, and he just said, he said, go on then, boy get in there and I thought to myself he's either a really nice bloke or a rugby fan I don't know which one mm. I'm hoping he's a really nice bloke so I haven't just worked the system but I've done that as well but I arrived like an hour and a half early I said look mate I'm really sorry work's on let me in shot straight through again this is good stuff isn't it for the for the casual listener this is how to draw in the new listeners now Flats tell us who's coming on this pod please I mean let's the Lion King let's get people excited yeah the Lion King. We're getting um, Saria McGeekin on the pod. Mm. Um, before he comes on, just a, a quick heads up. When he was uh, big boss at Bath, director of rugby at Bath, he lived on site in this house that's behind Farley House at the training ground there. And there's a place called Castle Court, which is a really nice house within the grounds. And they put Geech up in there. Uh, and quite often, but the ground floor would be used, of his house would be used for meetings and stuff and presentations and things. But... There was enough room. But I used to quite often, after lunch, I used to grab a newspaper or a magazine and I used to pop for 10 minutes on my own in Geech's toilet. And his wife, Judy, and the, everyone in the office, said, where are you going? I said, I was popping over to Geech and, Geech and Judy's. Um, so I used to go into Geech's toilet quite a lot. And then about a year after he left, I was in Geech's toilet. And I took a picture and sent it to Geech um, I was to say where that. I was. And... I never got a reply. Don't know if he got it. Felt weird. Haven't spoken since. So, is it like 
And imagine going to Buckingham Palace where you've got to steal something. Yeah, exactly. It. If Geech has lived there, I had a toilet seat out of there. Um, so we're getting Geech on. We're going to talk a little bit about the Lions, a little bit about... There's this quite cool thing, actually, that um, the Vodafone are sponsoring the Lions. They've basically put this... They've got an app and they basically have people um, like Vodafans15. So lo- like tons of fans. People love this stuff. So tons of fans have voted for who they'd have in each position. So we've got our... Yeah. our um, our starting 15 is a bench as well, but we got our starting 15. Uh, by the way, the, the people have not voted for Owen Farrell to start. They have not, okay. um, which is which is quite an interesting one. Um, but we'll we'll talk to Geech all about that well, and a few other bits. Should we talk to him now? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Geech, hello, welcome. How are you? Flat Shanks, I'm very well, thank you. And it's good to be talking to you. Yeah, very nice. There's there's a lot going on at the moment um in the world of rugby, in the world of the British and Irish Lions. Um have you been kind of involved in it as kind of the Lion King yourself, or have you been watching and reading <laughs> like the rest of us and just sending Jason Leonard private text messages? <laughs> no, I must admit I've been been watching uh Watching the Six Nations with a lot of interest. Um, yeah. been, been looking at the, the Vodafone squad selector as to see what everybody else was looking at and which players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually some of them very, very kind to the English players, I think. I know. Oh, you reckon? So, yeah, what, what, did, what did you make of England's um, performance overall? Pretty underwhelming? Yeah, disappointing really because there's no doubt you know, they're very good players, but but just collective performance was was really hit and miss, wasn't it? Do you watch the rugby now, um, like as a fan, or are you locking yourself away in a room, concentrating and analysing it like a coach, and sending a couple of like um, WhatsApps to? <laughs> I think 
some of the coaching bits never go away. Um, I still analyse a bit, still look at where you think the game might go or what additions you might introduce to make it look different. And uh, um, I still enjoy that. I still I still look at it in that respect, and uh, um, which which is why, in some ways, I was really enjoyed seeing Wales progress uh, and see Scotland and Ireland really, you know, do the same. And I think the whole thing made us uh, an outstanding Six Nations. Yeah, I guess when when I think of coaching and you know, especially the Scotland team, I think about Finn Russell and I think, well, firstly, how do you coach a player like that? And that's that's part of it. That's that's an interesting question in itself. But also, he he doesn't strike me so much as a maverick anymore because he doesn't, he, he, he will, okay, he'll try things that don't work, but he just seems very talented, very relaxed and confident. And actually, he looks like the sort of guy that's more likely to be a British and Irish Lions fly half than he might have been a couple of years ago. Would you agree with that yeah totally agree uh, I think his move to Paris um, to France has been good for him uh, he's definitely matured in his decision making I think his attacking kicking game is better than any other 10 mm. um, the variety and I think very 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 good players see things so early um, mm. and Sometimes, you know, in the past, he'd see things ahead of other players uh, and then get himself in a, in a in a tight corner, whereas now he's seen things adapting a, a kicking game and a passing game to actually make the best use of the space. Um, and, and I think his game now is a much more rounded game. Uh, and... You know, in the past I did, uh, it's interesting, I think it'll be interesting, has been for him having Gregor Townsend as his coach, uh, because you would say that that Gregor wasn't too far off a similar vein of player. Uh, Gregor I enjoyed coaching, uh, and in 97, actually his involvement in the tests was, was very important, simply because he had the ability to vary the way he could play. Um, and his kicking game on that tour was as good as I'd seen it in a good defence. But he, I think the very, very good players then just to adapt, to do the right thing at the right time. And and that's why I think, you know, Finn Russell could really um, add a lot to the potential of what this Lions team, Lions squad could look like. Has it surprised you, Geech, the amount of like really experienced older players that have really impressed in the Six Nations? Uh, in a way, uh, to a certain extent, yes. With with the change in fixture lists and when they're playing and so on, it, it seems to have been whether um, you know there was the end of last year's Six Nations, then the autumn. Nations Cup and then and then into this Six Nations, mm. it's actually given a a bit more consistency and, and level of involvement at international level. Um, and you you know I I think 
Alan jones has impressed me yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much in this Six Nations because I thought, not that he was off the pace, but he was at a level in the, in the autumn uh, where you're thinking, well, will he make the Lions? Whereas in the Six Nations, and it could be that the other players as well around him, they're all now, with the extra experience, picked up the level as well. But I think, um, you know, his leadership and his involvement in the Six Nations has been outstanding. He could be I the think, first Lions captain as a granddad, couldn't he, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah. can't believe you were... The, I think, he, was in, he was in the same year as you at School Geach. I can't believe you're still playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite, but... Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think, Geach, if you think, if you take... You know, I, I'm, I was of the same thinking as, as you, thinking, well, Alan jones a hell of a player, but just look at the locks around the Six Nations. Can yeah. you justify taking him on the Lions? I look at this Six Nations and think, I think you probably can't justify not taking him now because he, he was in such good form. But do you think if he goes, he has to be captain or do you think you need someone who's nailed on to start the test? Bearing in mind, you've got Itoji when he's back in form, you've got Tyg Byrne, you've got James Ryan, you've got some amazing locks, Johnny Gray. Do, do you think if he goes, he has to be captain or could you take him and bench him or maybe not even start him in the squad? Well, I think the way the tour is set up, you know, Flats, I've always, when I was taking the Lions, one of the criteria I always had was that whoever I chose as captain had to be almost a shoo-in for the test. Yeah. Um, a number one choice for, for a test match spot. Um, but I think with the, with the pressure of this tour, and we're now to the shortest Lions tour ever. So some of the experience previously through players, I think is going to be really important because Gats is going to have to accelerate the preparation and the development. And if he's got support staff and Gats stays with the support staff he trusts, and I think he, he stays with players he trusts, he knows Alan win well, that those players of that group that know what has to be in place for Alliance Tour uh, will help accelerate that process, um, particularly with the tour being like this. And I think, you know, that time outside pure matches now almost becomes more important for the Lions mm. to have the right tactical clarity and, and of what they're doing and, and it on and off the field. Mm. And I think, um, you know, Alan Wynn would be really important for that and, I, and I'll be honest my favourite for captain before the Six Nations was Maro Itoji yeah. um, because I you know almost guaranteed a place and and uh, and so on but I th it's not that he's necessarily won't be there he will uh, as part of you said that outstanding group of locks uh, but I think it's that experience and Alan wins and even if he you know, the only thing that, that would be the big question mark is three Lions tests in three weeks yeah. and and the recovery needed. But I, I think if if Alan Wynn leads them into that first test and second test, then, you know, you can have a bit of flexibility about it. But um, so I think there are different criteria around now simply because the the tour, its structure, 
uh, and potentially, I don't know, are they still talking about four tests? Um, mm. They haven't really just nailed what the um, the games will be. So uh, I, I think that leaves it a little bit more open. Uh, but I think um, certainly the arguments for uh, Alan Wynn are, um, you know, strong at the moment. Mm. They're, str- they're strong and loud, aren't they? Yeah. And Geach, I know... Thinking back to that, the sort of epic, the classic '97 series. I was, I was a young fellow watching that, and I remember the the props, um, Paul Wallace and Tom Smith making a massive difference, and 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 you actually selecting props. Almost, he was so low to the ground that the the massive South Africans found them really difficult to deal with. And um, in in this in this Voda Vodafone fans fifteen, uh, quite comfortably, Makovunapola has been voted in at loose head prop and of course this guy is a wonderful rugby player he's a world-class rugby player but in the world cup final against france's brute force against south africa's brute force with france malherbert they you know he was part of an england scrum that really really struggled and you, you could argue it lost them a world cup so i look at that and think well you know if, if you're picking that team geach um are you thinking more about the win jones the marlers even sutherlanders look good are you, are you thinking or key and healy are you thinking you absolutely need someone who can stand up to the springbok scrum because all the extras all the extra frilly bits are just that yeah i think uh, you did right flats i mean the front row the scrummaging the collective scrummaging is so is so important um funnily enough in 97 I think the first meeting we had as a group uh, when we were at Weybridge, uh, and I'd spoken to Jim Jim Telfer about it as well. So, um, because I, you know, I said, you know, if you look at it, we are not going to beat South Africa scrummaging and playing in the tight channels. Mm. Uh, what we have to do is not see that as a weakness, but it's it's not going to be the difference. The difference will be getting parity. And then the Lions can play somewhere else where they are more yeah. effective and can be more effective than South Africa and play a game that's more uncomfortable for the South African front five in particular. Um, and and that's why, you know, the, the height and what we did. And that all came out of um, training and, and the experiences of the provincial games leading up to that first test that we, we just knew Jim knew and Jim's always been was always big on on height anyway in contact that um, if we scrummaged at South Africans height uh, we would struggle and and Western province uh, proved that we struggled that day uh, and thereafter it was always looking to try and get a settled scrum as a base from which we could play, um, but not anything that that would you know create any particular domin- domination. Uh, and there was some really tough work, which is you know why um, Tom Smith and Wally yeah. um, started. And and um, I think uh, Keith Woods will always talk about it. Uh, in, the, in the first test, the very first scrum, uh, everybody's, you know, uh, tends to be all up tight and wanting to chase around and do everything else. 
um, and the first scrum goes back about two meters at a rate at a rate of knots. Uh, and it was just a reminder that actually they'd gone in at totally the wrong height. Um, yeah. And as the game went on, they got tighter and lower. And one of the most pleasing things for me was the scrum that Matt Dawson scores his try off mm. is an absolutely mm. superb scrum, a mm. great platform, um, slightly up on the right-hand side. Um, and... Um, you know, it led to a key score. So it is important that, you know, whoever's there um, has to be able to technically um, hold and and um, and then you can you can go from there and which probably puts you know, I thought Keen Healy when he came on against England played well. Yep. Um and as you say, I think you know Sutherland's quietly had a a very good Six Nations with Scotland. Mm. Mm. So there are there are a few choices there, which um, mm. I think puts a bit of pressure on um, on Maka as well. Yeah, every um, Lions tour, there's obviously like an in-house production team and access uh, to behind the scenes. But in 1997, on that tour. And I think the documentary will go down in history is one of the greatest rugby um, programs we'll ever watch. Do you realise that's going on as you're you in sort of Jim Telfer sat in the stands amongst all the mad South African fans? Are you aware that this is just going to be the best viewing and the best rugby DVD um, video ever created? No, not really, Shanks. I mean. The, the great thing was that the television crew that were there just bought into what we were doing. And um, in the end, they would, I mean, they were really helpful in the first, well, from the first week of the tour, they filmed every training session and made it available to us on the night um, so that we could actually analyze training as well from from different angles okay. which in 97 was still you know relatively um new and innovative uh and jim and i uh, they they fitted in totally they didn't ask for anything they didn't say will you do this or can you do that they literally were part of everything but there was um you know, Jim and I both said there was a naturalness about the environment, the conversations, uh, and we just forgot about them totally. Um, and I mean, when we saw what they'd produced at the end of the tour, mm. to be honest, I was a bit disappointed. I was expecting more rugby, so <laughs> I wasn't. So that's how far off the mark I was. Less of you smashing um, like a pint of whiskey. Session. <laughs> but what Jim and I did learn to do sometimes was cover our microphones on the training pitch yeah. when we're talking about a player or something. Um, uh, but no, I mean, they were really good. Did we expect anything, you know, for it to take off like it did? No, not, not at all. Um, but the, the thing 
that latterly I enjoyed most was they uh, when they did the DVD, they put all extras in. And some of it was our tactics and our messages of how we wanted to play. Yeah. And they had all the different elements. And they put this together themselves. And they'd linked everything from every training session and during the games as examples to show the tactical approach we'd taken. And they were spot on. Mm. Who would you say, Geach, would be sort of the ultimate tourist um, from your times coaching the Lions? And not just someone that would just perform on the field, but someone that's just great for culture, great <laughs> to have around. Um. Well, I'll, I always say, um, funnily enough, the manager of this tour, Jason Leonard. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Jason on two tours in 93 and, and 97. Um, you know, you look at the number of caps for England and, you know, you flats were talking earlier about setting scrummaging up and everything when Jason was just brilliant at helping the two younger props prepare for the test match when he knew he wasn't going to be, um, well, he was involved, he was on the bench, but not starting. And he went out of his way to make sure that those two props had everything they needed in extra practice or little bits of technical say in in being able to deal with uh, South Africa. Um, And obviously he's good, you know, he, he does like the odd pint of beer, yeah. Um, but he's so good when he recognises when players need a bit of support, you know, not just in training, but round hotels and things. Uh, and that is so important to have in there, that environment where you know you've got players that you can trust to see things that, you know, as coaches, you won't necessarily pick up who positively do something about it and just generate that um that environment that that just keeps people moving forward keeps players moving forward and you know that chemistry that starts to evolve which still amazes and fascinates me that you get players who've never played together um and it's one of the uniquenesses of the lions that sometimes people underestimate is that you put two players together never played it but the chemistry just works Mm, and you're suddenly getting rugby that's different that you haven't necessarily seen before and you haven't seen the players in that light of of what they do and how they work off each other um and when that happens you 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 just take in the lions and and your preparation and training and everything to another level uh, and playing a, a game which is reflective of those players, those combinations and that chemistry. Uh, and that is something that you get for the, you know, eight, nine, ten games that, it, you know, that you, you're together that will never be replicated again. Yeah. Um, and that's why, for me, the Lions is such a personal experience both on and off the field. Yeah. Was it a better experience playing or coaching for you? Ooh. Um, or was it difficult, well, playing, to, to, difficult to pick? Hey, I never expected to be a lion, I must admit. Um, but going to South Africa in 74 and then 77, 
these were still the four month tours. Yeah. Um, so I had to get time off work, um, didn't get paid. We had to put the mortgage on hold. Um, uh, but you got to know the countries. You played every provincial team. You went to every corner of South Africa and New Zealand um, and became a professional for four months. Um, and I loved it. I enjoyed you know. And it's only when you look back and, uh, on 74 and realise just how um, how good that tour was. But for the same reasons, Sid Miller as coach was brilliant at just getting little things out of players and giving them confidence. And I never, you know, to be honest, I never expected Nestle to be chess player, but I knew I was fit. Mm. Uh, and he kept just dropping little, you know, just um, alignment or hands or can it be half a second quicker here? Or can you get into that place half a second earlier? So all the time, my game was just evolving. Uh, and I I really enjoyed that and never looked back from that experience. Uh, but the real, I'd have to say, the real satisfaction, I think, comes as a coach when you watch players win mm. and you see it in them that that, you know, is what you've tried to give them and just see the response and the reaction. So the, as satisfaction goes, the most satisfaction in getting it right I've, uh, I've had as a coach. Oh, that's great. Um, Geesh, thanks so much for coming on this podcast. We really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day. Um, and we, we hope to see you soon and speak soon. Yeah, well, it's good to catch up with you both again. And uh, Might see you in Hong Kong, maybe. If it's, if it's, okay, it's I'd love hard. to. Yeah, I'd love to be there again, Shanks. <laughs> okay, mate. We'll see. Well, you take care and uh, good to talk. Thanks so much, Geech. Bye, mate. Bye. Cheers, bye. Mate, your mic dropped out then, didn't it? You couldn't say goodbye to him. No, I don't know what happened. I'm sitting here doing nothing and my mic's not working. And, and I, I didn't to want to say to, to him. Geech. And I didn't want to say to him, Flats' mic's dropped out because he's an amateur uh, when it yeah. comes to technology. Not that it was your fault, but. I've got to blame someone. No, this time it wasn't. Um, but I wanted to say goodbye to Geecho. Yeah. Um, and say thanks for the loan of his of his toilet. But um, him and Julie's toilet. But what what a great man. Uh, there's a million things. One thing one thing I wanted to ask, but my mic went, was um, he, he said to me once that before every Lions tour, he has his Lions 15 nailed. So even though he's not coaching anymore, whatever, he knows exactly his Lions team. And even when he was a coach, he knew his team before he left. Mm. And he never once got it right. It always changed by at least a couple of positions. Um, well, there you are. So you've asked, you've answered around. it for him. That's his answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, by the way, the, the Vodafone thingy, the, the overwhelming choice of captain was Alan Wynne-Jones, by the way. Yeah, well, do you want to go through the... Should we go through the team while we're at it? Um, uh, yeah, so hang on. So, they, yeah. Um, you got it there? Do you want to do the forwards? I'll do the backs. Or do you want me to just do it all? No, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it. So the, the, the forwards voted were Mako, Jamie George, Tag Furlong, uh, Itoji and Alawin Jones, Tom Curry at six, Hamish Watson at seven, and Talupe Falatau at eight. That is how the fans voted. Um, um, backs... Backs, Connor Murray and Finn Russell are your 9 and 10. Lewis Rizamit on one wing. Anthony Watson on the other. Stuart Hogg at 15. And the centres were Robbie Henshaw at 12. Jonathan Davis 
at 13. Interesting people on the bench, or the most interesting probably, you've got Owen Farrell's benched in this team, Johnny May's benched, um, Ken Owens is benched in this team. Ali Price. Yeah, interesting. CJ Stander, James Ryan. Yeah, I mean, very strong team, good Good team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Tommy. Um, So well done, Geech, for that. Um, And I always always imagine someone who basically over the age of 42, 41, is not going to know, not going to have good sound and not going to have the right setup. But actually, he was far more on it than I was, which is embarrassing for me. Um, Oh, look, did you watch Line of Duty last night? Of course I did, mate. You're the one that doesn't like it. You're the one that nearly switched off last week. Text me, oh, I'm going to give it one more try. And if I don't like it, it's off because you find faults with everything. You're like the hardest man to please. Everything's got to be absolutely perfect. Like not even like above 90%. It has to be 100%. Otherwise, you're not having it. And I said to you, I'm going to stick with it. I'm glad I did. You were forced to watch it because your missus wouldn't let you turn over. And you actually enjoyed it. I know. I can tell. I still want DSR not to chill out a bit. He's very earnest. I wanted to go see a chiropractor. Yeah. I thought that was a ruse. I thought he was faking a back spasm to get her out of the house so he could rummage around because he spotted a few things in there that suggest to him... New TV. ...that the the dead man ain't dead. Sports package. Oh, he is dead. Is the dead man dead? He's dead, mate. His throat was slit, I think. You ain't coming back from that. I can never remember... Um, but yeah, um, you said you weren't happy with a few things in there. Um, was it Jed Mercurio writes it? He said you're gonna Jed Mercurio. You're gonna tweet him oh, saying that oh, there's no that. way um, painkillers um, have that quick effect, especially with a bad back. You know, I didn't I, say that, I, but I you were right. Actually, that. I, I thought I thought really really good last night. Really enjoyed it. Episode two. Well done, Jed and team. Vicky McClure's still my favourite. Mm. Um, um, I like I like the the wife of uh, the wife with the big TV, um, the widow of the ex undercut you sorry the um, UCO. Um, I like her. Um, she doesn't like feature much in it, mate. She just I know that. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, it's being childish. Okay, all right. Um, but the main actress, I oh, forget everyone's names. Kelly McDonald. So, yeah, she's brilliant. I love her. She was in Train Spotting. Yeah, and Boardwalk great. Empire and loads of other things. Loads of other stuff. She's great. Yeah, she is great. She's one of my friends. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, but I, I was in from the start. You know, I, I'm i not complaining. I'm not taken to social media to write, vent my frustrations. Neither was I, episode. but you but you are, but you're very easily pleased. So well done, you. Uh, you, you, eat the same, you eat the same breakfast every day for the last 15 years. Well don't done. actually, mate. I'm on Athlete Kitchen at the moment. I'm doing it for oh, two God. weeks. Oh, it's good. Um, you're not an athlete. I don't understand. <laughs> Top Gear. Did you watch that? Liked I've, it. I have recorded it, so I haven't had a chance yet. It's good, mate. Is it a good one? Top Gear is really good. And the bit okay. where I thought, this is going to be, I don't like these bits. They do this crazy stunt and it's pointless. And I was like, I just, I don't want them to do that. This is so, this is gimmicky. And then it was like, no, no, this is brilliant. It was really, I won't bore, I won't ruin it for you, but it was really, really good. And I basically... I'm a simple creature, Tommy. I got back from Welford Road at about half seven, quarter to eight last night, being Sunday night, and um, I was at the Leicester Newcastle game, and got back and walked in the walked in the house and just had a sniff. Yes, food is being prepared. Excellent. Oh, I was going to say the toilet was unflushed or something. No, but I was about to be about twenty to eight, 
right? So I got, as soon as I, st- I walked in, my um, lovely uh, half, lovely girlfriend said, uh, dinner's ready, you can just sit straight down, which I did. There was a glass of water on the table mm. and then I had um, uh, scallops wrapped in pancetta over a cannellini and butter bean mash, garlic and anchovy mash delivered. Took your time then, I, I finished you? it, but... You didn't know what to call it. About, eh? You took your time. No, other half. I always like, I always, partner I hate. Ball, a ball in, in whatever sense, partner. Um, and other half is one that I really, I really don't like other half, but I use it, I use it quite a lot around the house because it annoys her. She's, she's my girlfriend. The boss. But apparently, <laughs> yeah, woo, her indoors, her nibs, ball and chain. Um, so it was an amazing dinner. And then I finished it at, I finished it at 7.57 p.m. And she said, "You've been working all day. Leave your plate there. Why don't you? Why don't you just leave your plate on the side? Why don't you just go and watch Top Gear at eight? I turned Top Gear on as the sound, as the music, as it was beginning. Perfect timing. First feature, Land Rover Defender, new Land Rover Defender, four by four feature. I was sitting there thinking, I'm like a pig in excrement. This is a perfect Sunday night for me. Have you watched any more of The Handmaid's Tale yet?" Or you... uh, I'm probably about eight or nine into it. It is very, very clever, isn't it? It's very yeah. good. Yeah, I've very, done, that. Very I've done good. three series of that. So on Your to Honor? something new now. No, what do you call me? What do you call me? That's good. Your Honor's good. Okay, I'll, I'm enjoying I'll that. I'll hit that probably tonight. Um, just before we wrap up, Flats, this is a rugby podcast. Um, so we have loads oh. of rugby analysis to do. Uh, Leinster won the Guinness Pro 14. They beat Munster. Six all at half time. Bit of a wind. Leinster could have scored more in the opening first half. But quite a low scoring game. But did enough to win it. Um, they're the best team in the league by a mile. They're one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah. Great strength and depth. They're great players. Brilliant. Really well coached. Looked the part. Deserved winners. Yeah. Um, there we are. Good stuff. Hit me, hit me with hi- something. Hit me with something from the Gallagher. Josh Hodge in a losing Exeter Chiefs team the other night, Friday night. His try from fullback was jokes good. He is a super duper player. Bristol Quins, I mean, I don't know quite how Bristol won that slash Harlequins lost it. It was actually the first half was a bit imprecise, lots of kick tennis, a bit boring actually some of the first half, but a lot of it wasn't. Morahan, the winger, played fullback. He was class. Mm-hmm. Um Semi Semi Randrandra was back, not at his best, but still better than everyone else. Callum Sheedy, um, balls of steel. Callum Sheedy, ma- massive, massive guts on him. Um, Bath went down to 12 men at one point, couple of red cards, old school red card for Tom Dunn, elbow in the chops, Barry McDermott, rugby league style. Mm. London Irish do again look a proper team, but they managed to almost lose um, to Bath after Bath had been on, down to 13 or 12 men for a while. Worcester just capitulated. Here's something interesting. Chris Boyd, Saints coach. So they win 62-14. They are running in tries. Paul Hill collecting chip and chases, banging off defenders, giving passes. He was immense, the tight head at the weekend. After the game, Chris Boyd said, I didn't particularly enjoy that spectacle at the end. What he meant was, we are trouncing another team. And where's the fun in that? It was like Worcester just went away. Chris Ashton got red carded on 49 minutes. Worcester never recovered from that, being a man down. But... He was, I think it was almost a nod to, yeah. do you know what? This is what the league could look like. And yeah, there's loads of tries, but this is rubbish. I get it We don't want to be winning right? by 60 points. I'm playing golf against Bubs and I'm absolutely hammering him. <laughs> and I just feel bad. I feel bad. Like I've given him shots. You know, I'm winning after 10 holes. 
ten and one ten and nine, and I just feel a bit sorry. But yeah, um, I'm just too competitive. That's my problem. Yeah, and Breathe beat Agen fifty-seven-three. So have that's that, the rugby boy. I have that um, in your cup of tea. I have some of that in you. Um, by the way, it's two forty-two p.m. Yep. And my prep was so good that I forgot I had a call before our pod. The port, the pod, the call came just as I was from a mate, but I had to take it to work thing, and. Um, it turned out to not to be no work but um I, so i took the call and as the call finished another call came which i couldn't from bt sport which i took rolled into the pod rolled into the pod it is now 2 43 p.m and i haven't eaten a mouthful of food yet on this day okay thanks for sharing it's that. not right is it um it's not right is before, it before well we're going to leave now but stay online because i want to have a private chat with you um oh, we're going to be releasing some big news soon um so mm. Everyone, make sure you stand by. Keep checking social media. We're not, but just want to have a chat with you. All right. <laughs> Doing a massive giveaway, guys. Um, uh, it's about rugby the weekend. Giveaway. We're working together for BT Sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Ospreys yeah. versus Newcastle. I hope I got the game yeah. right. You did. <laughs> and Shanks, by the way, dear listeners, Shanks only found out at the beginning of this pod when we were chatting before we pressed record that um, we're actually going to be in a studio in East London, not near his house. <laughs> devastated absolutely <laughs> devastated over you come fella uh, but at least we'll get some good takeaway food eh yeah exactly it will get delivered really nice food and you'll probably get a limo door to door because you're the guy because you've got 70 cats mm. so okay yeah right speak hey, soon everyone cheers everyone ta-ra ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.